tieflings and tabaxi, high elves and halflings, barbarians and bards. Welcome back to Raw School. Open up your player's handbook as we take another deep dive into the magical and mystical world of Dungeons and Dragons. Class is now in session. I have a question. Else? <laughs> I was wondering if I could pick my nose. <laughs> uh, instead of that, why don't you pick a fight? Because you a fighter today. <gasps> what? Transition. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm, Segway and not the thing you ride on that looks kind of <laughs> weird. Um, hey, we got Justice Phil with us today. Phil, welcome. Hey, thank you. Welcome back, here. long time Again. to see, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> For those who saw the last Raw in Order, I am here again, was here before. Time is timey-wimey. Time is wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. Exactly, yeah, wibbly-wobbly, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, so I think, uh, are we ready to dive into our, to our, shall we say, let's file a class action surge? Let's do oh, it! Yeah. Nice, let's nice. <laughs> We're talking about fighters today. Um, okay, so let's dive right in. So, okay, I should say off the bat, I make a lot of fun of fighters. I don't really mean it, worlds. You know what? I just, just for comedy's sake, I poke a little fun now and then, but they are incredibly boring. He just so. hates the human fighters. So, just human fighters. Most of yeah, all. other yeah. fighters, you're good. Um, okay, so right off the bat, key. Elements of fighters, y'all. Mm-hmm. What are the key elements? What are the key things that pop into mind with fighters? So this is the one class that tells you exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Clerics do a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Druids do a lot of stuff. What's a bard? Who knows? Fighters right? fight. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like if they said wizards were magic people. Yeah. Imagine a class called yeah. spell speller. Magic speller. <laughs> yeah. War warlocks war. Wizards yeah. whiz. Okay, paladins are are your pals. They, Rangers rang, they range, <laughs> but fighters they fight. Mm-hmm. Artificers mm-hmm. art. Oh, they, they, well, they artifice. They art. They I like art better, but hey. artif. You're right. They artifice. They fist all over art. Oof. Ooh, you just fist all <laughs> over is, it. Is that a Canadian thing? I was like, I gotta, I gotta get in here, make That's some a puns. Kink thing. <laughs> um. They're your fighters. You, yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. I They're think your front the most, line, man. They're in it. The most key, the keystone, if you will, which mm-hmm. is the stone at the top of an arch, mm-hmm. if you didn't know that. Is it in um, the shape of a key? It is not. Candy. That's not what it means. But um, this is, never mind. Um, I was, <laughs> I'm making an action that I'm realizing this is how you say vagina in sign language. Oh, God. So, so I'm very sorry. <laughs> Uh, and that's ejaculation. We do not have s- a video component to I know. rock school. Also, you can say <laughs> breakfast or you can say bitch. And sometimes new new sign language people, they used to go breakfast bitch because they would just go like this to say breakfast without realizing this is a separate sign. So you're a breakfast bitch. Okay. Anyway, hmm. um, <laughs> just a little ASL le- lesson. Action surge. You get, to, you get to have. What? ASL <laughs> lessons via podcast. Yep, oh ASL lessons via. Po- What's I just wrong realized. With that? Yeah, yeah. 
Ja. Mhm. Ja. So, beiders. I'm so sorry. <lacht> I meant for you two, not for the audience. Um, uh, action surge. Okay, let's, we have to, hold on. Mhm. Action surge. At level two, you can get, just, you can just decide, you know what? Mama wants to take another action. Mm-hmm. And she can. And she gets another full fucking action. That means if you can hit twice, guess what? Now you can hit four times That's in a right. single turn. What? Fighters don't have like a ton going for them. <laughs> but action surge and second win are like, wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. What's second wind? What? What? No, I'm asking Anna oh. what's second wind. <laughs> We didn't and talk about Joe, it yet. Do Sorry, some research. We're, we are in a state of mind. It's been a long day. It's been a long mm-hmm. night. You know. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what it says in the in the player's handbook. It's all about these fighters and all their like stamina, right? They yeah. can they're sturdy and can do things quickly and have lots of stamina still. But on their turn, they can use a bonus action to regain hit points equal to one d ten plus their fighter level. So. And they can do that feature once per short or long rest, which is very nice. So yep. put those two together. That's that. I can see how someone might find a fighter appealing based on that. I yeah. personally don't, but I could see it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's important that to note that pretty much all of a fighter's abilities, including a lot of the subclass abilities, you get them back on a short rest. Mm-hmm. So like. So, like, that is really appealing. You don't have to wait for a long rest to get these cool abilities. You can use Action Surge and gain two actions every short rest. And importantly with Action Surge, it's not like the extra action you get from a spell like Haste, for example. Action Surge just gives you an extra action. It doesn't give you extra reactions or bonus actions or interactions or movement, but it does give you an extra action. Um uh, which means if you are multi-class with a spellcaster or if you're an Eldritch Knight, which we'll talk about soon, you can technically cast two spells on the same turn, um, which is something that no other class can do, not even right. sorcerers. Yeah. Outside of a, using a reaction. Sorry. Yes, outside of using mm-hmm. a reaction. Absolutely. Um, so, so maybe, yeah. Phil, you can tell us a little bit about fighting styles, which is something yeah. else that you get to pick as fighters. So fighting styles... They're um, present in a lot of classes, but fighters actually get them at first level, mm-hmm. um, which not everybody else does, or I think I think nobody else does at first level. Um, so it's also like, especially for a new campaign, tossed in with a new character, you have this immediate edge in combat at least over everybody else. That doesn't always you know amount to you hurting people. It can be defensive, or it can be right. about protecting your ally. But just in combat you are immediately going to be more useful in some way than pretty much every other character at, at that first, first level. Yeah. Fighters, uh, you know, they get all of the, all of the traditional things. It should be noted. They get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven ability score improvements throughout their class. Yeah. Which is a lot. Um, they also get um, something at ninth level, which it kind of sucks that you have to wait till ninth level, but indomitable, which means if you fail a saving throw, you can just re-roll it and succeed and or try to succeed, um, which is awesome. Uh, they get another extra attack at 11th level and another extra attack at 20th level, which means if you're a level 20 fighter, you can attack 
four times on one turn, action surge, action surge, action surge, action surge, action surge, and attack another. You can attack eight times. And then imagine if you did two weapon fighting. Yeah, well, you have a bonus action as well. Uh, you would get offhand. nine attacks. Yeah. And because you're 20th level, you've passed 17th, you get two action surges. <gasps> you can do that two turns. Oh my god. <laughs> These guys, That's... yeah, fighters are the epitome of the one and done, like, kill yeah. you before you get to go type class. At least in, like, open combat. Because rogues, obviously, sure. they're the whole, they're the assassins, but. This is nuts. Like, is yeah, insane. the ability to do that many attacks that I mean, you could easily do. We had Yurikin, who played by Mike, our our what level seventh level fighter, is is capable of doing already like fifty damage in one turn mm-hmm. at, on on an action surge. So imagine at seventh level, imagine boosting that now to twentieth level, multiplying it by like three or four. That's an insane amount of damage. Insane, absolutely. So all right, well, should we dive into? Our, subclasses our subclasses let's do yes. it let's do it all right um phil yes you said you had a lot of thoughts on fighters mm-hmm. i do but it's actually not about the class it's about the power level of a fighter compared to other classes oh. and i think what people are kind of at least what i view as a predominant or very common perception that martial classes fighters in particular are less powered and therefore should be buffed or a change need to be made so my thoughts are all about that. If you want to go to some classes first, we can address no. that. Okay. I don't know. Let's do that. That's, yeah. Okay. That's more interesting. So as I understand it, and again, this is me saying a different opinion. So like I'm, you know, reciting others. Uh, fighters are underpowered because especially at higher levels, they can't possibly impact a continent or the world the way a wizard can or the way a druid can or a cleric can. A cleric can bring somebody back to life at, at a very high level who's been dead forever. Yeah. Right. They can banish people to other planes, like at relatively low levels, and it can be permanent. Right? A yeah. druid can change all kinds of things about natural world. Natural world. Wizards can teleport across planes. You have these very high powers with caster classes. Fighters, as we just talked about, can do a lot of damage, but that's kind of all they can do. They don't really have any ability outside of the range of their weapon. So, like, if they use a longbow, it's kind of far out there, but otherwise. They're limited to what's right in front of them in the same room as them. So this becomes an issue for a lot of people because they see very disparate power levels. Um, I think early on, fighters have a kind of advantage or a benefit in combat, but don't have anything outside of combat. So they can appear to be, you know, RP voids or like uh, utility voids outside of fighting things. And then as you go on, they start to fall behind, even in their specialty, because in combat, of course, you know, a ninth level spell is going to do a whole lot of damage or a wish spell that just kills somebody, whatever it is that can eclipse a fighter easily, especially when you have many spell slots to use. My whole point, though, is that's not a design flaw does not need to be fixed. It is a design feature. You are giving players the option to choose a non-magical non you know uh fantasy version of a character which you really can't get anywhere else rogues maybe you can say that they're not magical especially in some 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 classes but like they get all kinds of skill bonuses they're pretty much like they're pretty much magical yeah in terms of like mechanics of the gameplay and monks 
you know, they're catching arrows. They're deflecting things. They're stunning all kinds of creatures every single turn. They're pretty much magical. Barbarians get rage damage reduction. And, like, they don't take the damage later. If a barbarian is cut while raging, they don't take that damage or have it affect them once they stop raging. It's just never happened. That's pretty much magical. Yeah. Whereas fighters, I think, are the one class where it's like nothing here, you know, outside of some feats really screams like this couldn't happen to a very skilled human being kind of in our world. What do you think is the appeal of that, though, if you're going to go play in a fantasy game? Because it lets you finally choose a a character. Yeah, kind of. Bob the human fighter. Bob the human fighter. Because if you're a cleric who decides not to heal or cast spells, (laughs) you can do that. But yeah. that is a character choice you're making. You have the ability to, and your character chooses not to. And your party will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You will be like, asked to leave the table. Cleric. Yes, 100%. <laughs> but as a fighter, you can actually choose to be somebody who chooses to adventure and go in this dangerous world without your own kind of magical presence. You can say, mm-hmm. I'm going to be somebody who's just a regular guy or regular girl or regular person, but I'm going to involve myself in these world-class conflicts by being so good at controlling the world around me, immediately around me, in mundane or non-magical ways. I'm going to go toe-to-toe with dragons <laughs> but without they any like, magic. Fighters can't. They, they do. Yeah. You know? And like so that to me is just, it's a different option for role-playing, for character development, and for ease of use, right? If I want mm. to play a character because I'm new to the game, or, you know, it's like a table where I just want to kind of zone in to, to combat and not do much else... Or we're running a campaign that's um, using more hardcore rules as far as time and rests. Mm. So, for example, you can run a campaign where a long rest is a week of rest, right? Which drastically reduces spellcasters' abilities or kind of how useful they are. But fighters and their short rest powers, all of a sudden, they become the most powerful things in the game. Wow. And and warlocks. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And warlocks. But Um, I I guess I... I view it as an option you can always have. And like, I'm a big believer in, man, if you don't want to play a fighter, don't play a fighter. If you think it would be bad or not fun to be at 16th level and lagging behind all the casters, that's fine. Don't do it. Hey, fuck off, Phil. I, I, I eventually, I want to <laughs> try a fighter. No, I, so, I, I think sorry, that is... I got a lot of, like I said, I no, have some thoughts. You've got so I much passion about this that I love it. I, and like I said, I really am joking. Like, I don't hate yeah. fighters. Hate fighters. And Andrew um, uh, has said this on our on pod, on our podcast before. Fighters really are the highest damage output characters, mm-hmm. um, uh, especially one-on-one in the mm-hmm. game, especially at high levels. The fact that you get all these abilities back on a short rest is incredibly useful. And the, the only thing I could think is, like, we talked about this on the main episode on Monday, but um, giving fighters even more of those like natural abilities to like maybe reroll a check here and there or something. But again, a lot of those interesting features come in with subclasses. And it should be noted yes. that um, uh, you get quite a few martial archetype features as you level up. So, Phil, why don't you start us off? Which of these is maybe your favorite or subclass or one that you really want to talk about? Yeah, so my favorite is actually one of the most basic, like, white girl leggings latte <laughs> you could ever imagine. The basic so, bitch of fighters. Okay. Basic bitch of fighters. <laughs> I love the Eldritch Knight because mm. it can actually be tweaked in a couple ways. So I, for example, play a fighter 
uh, an Icewind Dale campaign mm-hmm. that is an Eldritch Knight, except you cross out wizard and you write in sorcerer. And that is the extent of the, the homebrew, cha- homebrew change to it. Interesting. So you I'm get really wizard- amused by the fact that you just spent this passionate like five minutes talking about how bodies don't need no magic. Also, my favorite one is the one where they can do a it bunch of magic. magic. Yeah. <laughs> because exactly, like you can make a character choice to have this guy who has fire magic and charming magic, and that's kind of it. And you could pursue no magic at all. Like I think it's an mm-hmm. option, character option. You should never take that away from the game. Right, you can't give people the option of, oh, just don't use your abilities, because then it's a choice you're making, right? But Eldritch Knights, I love it because it gives you kind of just that little bit of push into the magical realm, um, and like I said, you can you can mix it up. It doesn't have to be wizards, right? You can put in cleric, put in yeah. druid, because right. that may be a different kind of ranger if, effectively to put druid in there. That um, would be that would be like incredible. Mm-hmm. To yeah. put like druid or ranger or or a cleric or instead cleric of in there or bard, yeah. bard. You know? yeah. Oh my god! Intrigued. Yeah, throw in I a different spellcasting class, and all of a sudden that becomes really cool and really a way to like to make a unique kind of character or a unique feel of character. Yeah, I I love that. I'm uh, so the Eldridge Knight basically gets spells and cantrips. Um, yes, of. Of, of that chosen class, they also can make a magical bond with a weapon that lets you, like... Two weapons. Two weapons, sorry, that lets you, like, so bounce them out You can of have existence. melee and ranged. Yeah. yeah. So that's um, another, like, same with, with warlocks. Um, I think mm-hmm. hex blades can just summon their, their blade. You can be di- disarmed. Or packed to the blade. Packed yeah. to the blade, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. I, we'll get to that later. I know, I get confused <laughs> with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're in a prison, like, uh, all of a sudden a jailbreak, you know, session... That becomes way easier because mm-hmm. boom, I got a great sword. You know, yeah, and like, you almost went to prison. Oh, I guess your warlock did, but yeah, warlock. Did. Um, uh, uh, awesome. And then, like, just at later levels, you can use if you you get war magic and improved war magic. Mm-hmm. You can you can cast a spell and attack on the same turn as a bonus action. Yeah, um, uh, yeah like uh, such an interesting subclass that weaves in magic without forcing you to multi-class, which mm-hmm. yep. I think is important. Especially, especially for fighters, because so much of their strength is those ability score improvements, which you need to keep racking up levels to get those. Right. right. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of like arcane trickster and rogue that doesn't that isn't always like mm-hmm. magical, but then there's a subclass that lets you kind of incorporate that without without needing to multi class. So. Yeah. Exactly. Very nice. Yeah. Um, okay. Moving on. I I ha- think I have to talk about the. The most, the most complex but probably interesting subclass, the Battlemaster. Ooh, yeah. I was going to say that that's my favorite, and I was like, I thought oh, I was it's... picking the basic bitch of. Uh... <laughs> well, that's that's kind of a default, but it's. I mean, it's not basic at all, Anna. It's your all. favorite, Anna. What's tell tell us about it? Uh, I mean, okay. So first of all, confession time. This is the first time I have like carefully read Battlemaster. <laughs> and when I was reading it, when you just read it in the player's handbook, it mentions maneuvers and then it mentions superiority dice and it tells you how many you get. But in the paragraph that it mentions superiority dice, it doesn't define what it is. Mm. And I'm like, 
the hell? You just like get these dice and you don't know what to do with them? <laughs> and then it's not until I started reading the maneuvers. I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. And it's like, so, I have dice in my hand and uh, they are superior to yours. Yes, I was like, cool. <laughs> but then I was like, I know I've seen Michael use them plenty of times, so there must be some purpose for them. Um, this was such a complicated subclass. And when I'm combining that with the additional uh, Battlemaster features that get added in Tasha's and in Xanathar's, I'm like, there is a lot to choose from here, but a lot you can do. And I just really enjoyed the fact that you, you get this kind of just like extra kick tools so many of your the the maneuvers that you choose yeah the abilities that you pick up you just get this like little extra bump and it fits so well with my idea of a fighter that is kind of good at one thing and focuses in on that thing and then hones that skill and really does become superior in that skill than anybody else right so that's why i kind of appreciated that subclass and the options that you get to pick so yeah, it's similar for those who maybe aren't aware. It's similar to like a, a warlock picking Eldritch Invocations or an Artificer picking Infusions. Mm-hmm. You basically get access to this huge list of abilities that or or like a monk who's an elemental adept. You get mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, a list of these this huge list of abilities that let you do really cool things. You can you can attempt to frighten or distract an enemy on when you hit them um you can you can aid your allies you can you can um uh you can attack as a reaction um there's you can parry an attack to reduce damage there's really a lot of stuff that you can do so definitely a class worth a subclass worth checking out yeah and i'll also add in so one of the routine or kind of common fixes quote unquote to fighter i see is make every fighter a battle master and then give them another subclass Right. Whereas in that kind of context, these maneuvers become the fighter spell list. Wow. So basically think of fighters like a caster with spell slots and spell levels. But instead of spells, they're maneuvers. Phil, do you love your fighters? I'm going to play a fighter, man. I'm telling you, (laughs) I'm going to play a fighter. If you ever DM a game for me, I'm playing a fighter. One hundred percent. Play a battle master. I'll give you spell slots. Nice. Done. (laughs) DM it. Phil, DM it. I'm Done. done. I'm doing it. Put it together. Um, and then you want to know what I would pick? I would pick a Rune Knight because Rune oh. Knights from Tasha's Cauldron <laughs> are so... so powerful. It's insane. Yeah. Um, if you don't know, so a Rune Knight basically lets you um, choose magical runes to enhance your gear. You can have two runes of your choice. There's like, just look at, um, and, and the number goes up as you level up. Oh my God. <laughs> like, the the runes let you do so many different things um uh i'm just like looking at these for example like the cloud rune um while wearing or cab or carrying an object with this rune you have advantage on on sleight of hand checks and deception checks so so good if you're trying to like be that sort of like sneaky character um uh, and in addition um you can use your reaction um to like force uh uh an attack onto somebody else. Yes. Yes. And there's so many different ones. There's ones that give you extra damage. Um, uh, there's one that I think makes you, uh, oh yeah, there's one that makes you basically rage and makes you resistant. Yeah. Uh, to, and you become uh, large. And you become yeah. large. If you're not um, already. At, that's a seventh level or higher. I mean, 
this is so powerful. And in addition, then you gain giant's might. Um, uh, oh, that's what you meant. You become large if large. you're if mm-hmm. you're smaller than large. You have advantage on strength text checks and strength saving throws. Uh, and once on each of your turns, you do extra damage. That's like a special rage type thing you can go into that lasts for a minute. Oh my god, so powerful. Yeah, right. So powerful. Can I can I bring us back to? Battlemaster really quick yeah, to absolutely. talk about to talk about an ability here that you get. At seventh level, you get this know your enemy ability. Yeah. Okay. I love it. First of all, like what? This is amazing. So for those of you that don't know, if you spend at least one minute observing or interacting with another creature outside of combat, you can learn certain information about its capabilities compared to your own. So uh, your DM can tell you two of the following characteristics. You can know its strength score, deck score, constitution score, armor class, current hit points, total class levels, if any, and fighter class levels, if any. Two of those, the DM tells you that. I wanted to ask, how how often do you think that a situation presents itself where that is a useful skill to have? Because on paper, it sounds fucking amazing to know kind of before you even start the combat right what you're up against yeah i think it's it's perfect for especially like if you're new to a city and you see a guard yeah. you know or like if you're in a bar you see a shady dude in the corner or like some ruffians mm-hmm. if you give a fighter a minute they can just know no check involved you get get to know kind of what these stats are right mm-hmm. if you see somebody who's not wearing armor and their ac is 19 yep you don't fuck with them nope <laughs> You want to know want to know who this sucks for? The DM, because yeah. Gensu has to think of stat blocks for literally every fucking Everybody. thing. You walk the fighters walking through the forest and is like, uh, wait, does this apply to non-humanoids? Yeah, any creature, right? Any creature. Oh, oh my, oh. it is. Yeah. Hey, what's the stat block on that squirrel? What's the stat what's block a, on that dragon slide? Creature? What's the squirrel's con score? Yeah. What's the yeah? What's the squirrel's con score? Tell me now. A minute has gone by in game. You and I'm sorry. Is it Michael? This kind of isn't he a battle? Yeah. Master? So he has Why that ability. Why doesn't he use this? Well, to be fair, you guys just got to we seventh just got level, to seventh level, and You're there right. hasn't Michael, been. A, are you listening? A, you better start using this. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, amazing. Uh, Phil, what, like any other subclasses you find particularly. Uh, so there, there are two, but one's real quick. So champion, yeah. oh, is the I was going to talk about is champion. the epitome of thing. like I don't know how to play D anD D. This is my boyfriend; <laughs> he hasn't played before. Like, give him a champion fighter, because nothing is active. There's no decisions. You attack, and that is it. And then you just kind of sit quietly or RP whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually like that because it's just it's so basic and easy. Anyone can do it. It's designed for like the DM's boyfriend or girlfriend to come play as this fighter. But it's also incredibly powerful. It like, is. To crit that- on a 19 or 20, you are doubling. Yep. You're taking your crit chance from 5% to 10%, which is insane when you consider how many attacks a fighter gets. And then you're taking it from 10% to 15% later on mm-hmm. um, uh, when you when you can score an 18 or higher. No other class can do that on every attack. And they incorporate the buff or like home rule we were talking about during the uh, last raw and order mm-hmm. at seventh level. They add half proficiency to all uh, strength decks and con checks. So they, they, they yeah. actually get that kind of bonus to random unskilled checks mm-hmm. we were talking about, or at least right. part part way. Right. That doesn't already use your proficiency bonus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Champions are um, they're awesome. Uh, yeah. One one that's worth mention. Oh, sorry, you had another oh, one. Sorry, so what's the other one was Echo Knight? I, I found was 
We are so way. in Sorry. sync. I literally have it pulled up. Well, the, talk about I, it. I do play an Echo Knight in a game we play together. Um, I did my That's different true. cleric fighter, uh, War Domain cleric, which is already kind of a fighter cleric with Echo Knight. It's just it's a, a smorgasbord of like. You know, two times per turn, two times per short rest, whatever. You can do this one thing as a bonus action, make an attack. Yeah. Um, it's it's designed, I think, around people who want to be able to control a battlefield. Um, so Echo Knight, for those who don't know, you can summon an Echo, who is a carbon copy of yourself with one hit point, um, kind of middling AC. Um, you can teleport to where they are. You can have them move. You can make an attack action from their position. So if any uh, campaign that uses flanking rules, this becomes super important and valuable. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And you can use reactions from the Echo's space. So if you have Sentinel, like my fighter cleric does, all of a sudden, like, you have two points in the map where you can just lock down enemies as long as you have your reaction up. It's that Sentinel. It's very, yeah. very nice. <laughs> so, so awesome. Yeah. yeah. The, which... As a totally separate matter, feats really should have tiers because there are some that like you could be, you could be a cook, or hey, you can, or you hey, can sentinel. The cook feat gives your gives your I, allies temp hit points, dude. That I have a cook in my salt true, marsh campaign. But, I'm happy about that. <laughs> but that's another time, another another episode. Yeah. Uh, but the Echo Knight, I I love it. You know, it's it was developed in a very lore centric. Um, way by Matt Mercer in that kind of world. I use it in a totally different, like no narrative co- uh, connection at all, other than just kind of what it does. Yeah. Um, so I think also like, why does your character have an echo that appears in the world? That's a very open-ended and fun right? role-playing question. <laughs> yeah. Which you two, I guess we'll probably learn at some point about that. Uh, did we even see your echo? Have you, have Once, you played that right? in front of us some, before? Some of you saw it. I think like uh, Heather's character didn't even see it. I think. I think I've only used it twice. I think, yeah, it's been very... Yeah. Yeah, you used it. Yes, you did. You have used it at least once. Because um, I just got the third level in Fighter. Yes. Well, he used it level. when when Joe and I were in the other room looking for the bottle. Yes. Yeah. Now I'm trying to think if we even... If my character even saw yeah. it. I don't we, think we... have certainly not, not talked about it yet. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay, Anna. Any other Fighter subclasses that you wanted to talk about? I, I think we hit them all. I think we hit the ones that I wanted to talk about, which okay. was making poking fun at Champion a little bit, but then also talking about how it's kind of cool and then talking about Battlemasters. <laughs> <It is>. so. <laughs> um, I, I will just say, like, there are a few others worth looking at. Again, the Psy Warrior that was mm-hmm. added yeah. um, in, in Tasha's Cauldron. Just it's it's sort of similar to the um, uh, the Rogue, the rogue subclass. What, what's it? The Psionic uh, Warrior something, but... Yeah, or, or I think the, it's just yeah. psionic. Yeah, yeah. It's the um, uh, the rogue. Uh, it's not phantom. It's something else with a P. I don't know. Um, and psionic. Uh, it's psionic. Is it psionic? That's, that's the first yeah. with a P. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I didn't think. That, I don't think that's the the subclass. But maybe it is. I don't know. Whatever. Um, so uh, you uh, just there's just a lot of interesting things you can do with psionic dice. Um, uh, do you even there's one of them you gain a flying speed, which is fucking amazing. Oh. <laughs> Um, the other ones, uh, that I think are just important to hit on, um, arcane archer. I mean, the, you get to imbue arrows with like mm-hmm. all these different types of special effects, which is kind of cool. It's considered by some to be kind of underpowered. Um, it's a, it's a throwback though. It's, it's for like the nostalgia or people who are right. familiar with the history of D and D. Like it was kind of a, a character archetype 
from way back when. Yeah. Uh, some of them are a little odd, like the the banner. Oh, Bar- oh, I was going to mention that. So this is actually the same <laughs> thing. It's a throwback to Purple Dragon Knights. Oh. That's kind of what it, it is inspired by. It's, now, I agree it's underpowered in its current form because you give your allies like your fighter level and HP when you take a second wind instead of like a real oh. bonus. Yeah. Um, but if you're 17th level, I mean, hey. Um, but like, so Banneret is again, it was previously known as Purple Dragon Knight, which is a callback to previous D&D lore. Like a lot of older players would kind of recognize or may may understand. I, yeah, I think it, it probably deserves a bit of a buff. But yeah, um, yeah it's super interesting. Um, other ones we didn't talk about. We have the Cavalier um, uh, and the Samurai. Again, like take a look at those subclasses. Um, fighters should not be underestimated. Also, it's called Soul Knife, not Psionic. Oh, so shoot. Absolutely fuck both of you. Um, <laughs> we we were given, for the audience, we were given the worst, like, silent, it's totally psionic. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, you're wrong. So. Sorry. That, that's our bad. Um, I should know that since I play one. Do you but... play one? Right. You should yeah. know mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think um, it's fine. Uh, any closing thoughts on fighters, Phil? Yes, two thoughts. If you want to play a fighter, play one. If you don't want to play a fighter, don't play one. Right. Excellent. Anna? Oh, sorry. I, I do have a real one, though. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, that's a great piece yeah. of advice, though. Fighters are wonderful multi-classes. And not like yes. be a fighter, the multi-class mm. and something else. But if you're a cleric or a druid or a rogue or whatever, go into fighter for two levels, three levels, and you get some pretty sick bonuses, yeah. at least mm. in combat. Oh, what's that? A wizard? Oh, I'm a wizard who can suddenly wear armor? Oh, Oh, awesome. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. Cool. <laughs> Come sure. find out. Bengadium Leviosa. Um, awesome. Anna, any any closing I just thoughts? wanted to say that I think we picked the absolute best guest to have 100%. on for our fighter discussion because... Wait till you I, see Warlocks. I am actually kind of convinced. <laughs> I'm actually kind of convinced to give it a try. Yeah. I'm gonna, I don't Phil, want to. <laughs> if you DM a game that I'm in, I'm going to play a fighter. You have my prize. And like, like I said, if you do Battlemaster... I'll flavor yeah. that to be spell slots and spells. Yes. it's. I think it's a perfect mari- marriage of the yeah, two, but like, absolutely. I think it's not necessary, but like, hey, it could be a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and I would just say, if you're going to play a fighter, don't, I mean, if you're new to D&D, ignore this because you have, you need some time to play D&D before you like settle down on what your fighters, like, what your characters yeah. can be and do and whatever. But just think of a backstory for it. Mm-hmm. Think of, think of, treat this character as interesting and novel and unique and, and, or, or just as with a history and a, and a backstory that is as creative as any wizard or warlock. Um, they don't have to be the greatest fighter in the world. They can be a failed fighter. They can be whatever. Maybe they don't know they're a fighter, but give them an interesting backstory because at the end of the day, just having a fighter named Bob, who's like, Hey, I like swords <laughs> is, is such a fucking death sentence to the DM to make your character interesting so i'm glad that the fighters that i play with have you know really interesting backgrounds and and uh abilities so all right well you've convinced me time to play a fighter exactly it's the ultimate blank canvas as long as you don't leave it blank yeah (laughs) that was very well said don't shoot a blank yeah (laughs) or do gunslinger too yeah and on that note We didn't talk about Gunslinger, but look up Gunslinger. It's a, it's not an official. Look it up. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. On that note. Thank you. Yeah. 
Class is dismissed.